This is Heavenly Gospels Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We are on week three of our summer healing series. Today, Pastor Jay is preaching from the subject title, Still Verified. Enjoy. Hey, listen, we're going to have a quick word from Acts 19. Uh, We're going to start in the 10th verse. We're going to start in the 10th verse. Amen. We're going to start in the 10th verse. Amen. It's so good to see y'all, man. Mm, Give me you, Jesus. Anybody excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. 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 All right. X-19. Starting at the 10th verse. And it reads, This went on for the next two years so that people throughout the providence of Asia, both Jews and Greeks, heard the word of the Lord. God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. When handkerchiefs or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people, they were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. A group of Jews was traveling from town to town, casting out evil spirits. They tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus in their incantation, saying, I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a leading priest, were doing this. But one time, when they tried it, the evil spirit replied, I know Jesus, and I know Paul, but who are you? Then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them, and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house naked and battered. The story, the story of what happened spread quickly all through Ephesus to Jews and Greeks alike. A solemn fear descended on the city, and the name of the Lord Jesus was greatly honored. Many who became believers confessed their sinful practices, a number of them who had been practicing sorcery, brought their incantation books and burned them at a public bonfire. The value of these books was several million dollars. So the message about the Lord spread widely and had a powerful effect. The title this morning is going to be Still Verified. Turn to your neighbor, stay still verified. Turn to that other neighbor, stay still verified on the way to your seat. Still Verified. Pastor Chelsea preached last week about I'm verified. It was about the affirmation of Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. But don't you know that that same God is still verified? The same God that spoke a word to Peter can speak to Paul and he's even speaking into you now. But what you have to know is he's still verified. All right. I don't know about you, but I got some good family, right? And, and I imagine you do too. And you probably even got the text that said, hey, the FAA is hiring. They're hiring traffic controllers. And, this, and, and I don't know if you know what the FAA does, but they have the jurisdiction of the air and anywhere a plane can land. All right, so you have an air traffic controller. So you can't go up, an airplane can't take off or land without the FAA. 
without the jurisdiction, without the verification of the FAA, that plane cannot be in the air. So what you have to know is you have to be verified by the FAA. But the thing about it is the FAA is one of those jobs that's a government job. If you know anything about the government, the government going to do their background check and make sure that you're verified. Now, God is the same way because here we have Paul who was preaching, who was, who was not preaching yet, but in his first life, he was crucifying Christians. He was going to get them. He was trying to make sure that every Christian that believed in the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus was locked up because he believed that was the way. But on the road to Damascus, he got a different background check. He, he, got, he got a different verification of what he was doing was wrong. He got convicted, and his eyes went blind. And guess what? When he realized that Jesus was the one, the scales came off, and he had been running for him ever since. Now we look at Paul, and this right here is his third missionary journey. All right, so, you know, three times, you know, somebody once told me a broke clock can tell the right time twice a day. But three times, it just can't do it. It got to be ticking for it to tell the right time three times. So this is the third time Paul is on a missionary journey. And this is to tell you that he's verified. Everybody say verified. At first, they were scared of Paul because, you know, a wolf can be in sheep clothing and come to devour like the devil, even amongst believers, and act like they changed but haven't changed. But this third time, he's verified, and he comes to Ephesus. Now, Ephesus is kind of like, Incantation to Ephesus is like corn is to Nebraska, like, like cars and automobiles was to Detroit, like cows are to Fort Worth. Y'all get my drift? All right, so Ephesus and incantation, that was how they made their money. If you, if you heard in the later part of our text, they were saying that when the books burned, several million dollars were burned in books. Now, if you don't know anything about money, several million dollars is a lot of money. If I get several million dollars, I show up to work when I want to. If I get several million dollars, shoot, this is going to be a life-changing thing. Look, I may, I may be giving 20s and say, keep the change. But, you know, several million dollars, that's some life-changing money. But here's what we have. We have Jesus who sent Paul, who was verified, into territory where he knew what was going on. See, Jesus, the, the Father is not ignorant until what's going on in the region. He knows exactly what's going on, and he's sending you with power to fight the power that think is supposed to stay. All right, so here's what we have. Before God sends him in to do the work that he's supposed to do, he tells Paul that he has his power. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that the power comes from God when he asks you to do something because the power that he has cannot be denied. I, I, I'll go deeper on that later, but you got to understand that when the Bible says God gave pa Paul the power to perform unusual miracles, he did just that. The Bible said when handkerchiefs and apron, aprons that had merely touched his skin, I'm talking about like this, like, like a, a, um, a brush against his skin. It says it merely touched his skin and, and they were placed on sick people and they were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. Now, here's the thing. 
we heard, I already told you, Paul, this is his third missionary journey. Paul is verified, but he's doing things now at a point to where it's looking miraculous. When you get to the point with miracle signs and wonders, some miracles just look miraculous and they astonish people. And, and, and it says, who wouldn't serve a God like this? But then we have the seven sons of Sceva. They see this, but these are the same people who were in the synagogue when Paul was preaching for three months that would not listen and adhere to the word of God. Here's what they did. They got stubborn and they turned and they said they caused so much ruckus. Paul took the way the people who started believing and he said, we're going to tyrants. He said, we're going to the we're going to the lecture hall and we're going to stay there. Now, I think it's important to realize that there's 12 months in a year. One quarter of the year was spent preaching in the synagogue. Now, eight quarters were spent teaching in the lecture hall. I need you to know that before God empowers you, he's going to take you through a journey to let you know that the verification that he's given you is not to be doubted. It's what you're supposed to have. It's what you're supposed to believe. And he's going to strengthen your conviction. First, you get conviction. You confess with your mouth. You believe in your heart that Jesus died and was buried and he rose on the third day that we may have eternal life. But now we have to get you taught so you can live for him. That's why I love groups is so important because living for God is much harder than just accepting him. You can accept him and still live in your old way and not participate in the transforming of your mind and the renewing of your spirit because you don't let some things go but when you participate in what God has asked you to strengthen your relationship with him then you get there where you're sitting there for two years and you listen to Paul teach everybody say two years so we're here for two years and now after the two years he's getting this special anointing from God to where he merely touches something and it ain't even got to be an intentional touch it just touch them so if something just touches him and they touch somebody sick they get healed if they touch him and they touch somebody with evil spirits the spirit gotta go but that speaks more to what he's made room for than what his flesh is actually doing it's what's on the inside of him not on the outside of him that is actually transforming the lives of people that are being touched after he's been touched because he's decided that he's going to commit his life to being touched by god and touching others by the way of god so what you first have to understand is that when we have, when we look to two people, the sons of Sceva and Paul, you have to realize your gift is ingrained, but your anointing is entrusted. Your gift is ingrained, but your anointing is entrusted. If you know anything about incantation, incantation is just magicians. They just doing magic. They doing magic. And, and when they doing magic, they're doing it with books and they're doing it with spells, and they're trying to get a lower spirit conquered by a higher spirit. But here's what you got to understand. Your gift, the gift of magicianship is already in these folks, but that's not what God intended it to be used for. But you have a choice how you're going to serve God. The gift that you have 
is your gift. The gift comes without repentance. And here's the thing, when we're talking about the Jews and the Greeks, right, the Bible, when it talks about the gift coming without repentance, God is talking about how the Jews have this gift and they were the first chosen people of God and they will still be the first chosen people of God and the salvation that God has for them will not be taken away. It's on the table for them when they want it. As long as they don't die before that salvation is conquered, then guess what? They can still have it. But that gift comes without repentance. But the anointing, the anointing goes to the entrusted. God trusted Paul, and he knew that he could trust him just from the time he spent. Paul walked in a way where he was verified. Everybody say verified. So when you're verified, there's certain clearance that you get. The anointing is just another level of clearance that God gives you to go out and do what he does. He uses you because you have a certain clearance. Trey can't get up here and work and can't be sent to a house like this to worship the way he does without the anointing that has verified his life. It can't happen. He can't go and, and be liked and be still standing on the word of God at Wiley College without being anointed the way he does. He can't do that, but his anointing is shown up, and guess what? He's humble with it. I'm so proud of that young man, y'all don't even know. And guess what? Me and, me and Trey probably had sat down one time, and I've seen him through about three or four years. You know, Paul was doing his work for two, but, but as Trey is growing up, you just see the anointing over his life. I just had to say that because I felt that in my spirit. But I just need to, you to know that the anointing ain't just for Paul. It's for you and whoever is willing to serve the Lord. Everybody say, serve the Lord. All right, so what you have to realize, your gift is ingrained and your anointing is entrusted. God's going to allow you to go into certain spaces, into certain regions, and certain places with an anointing to do exactly what he told you to do. Now, here's the craziest part about it. When we read from verse 10 on down, all Paul is doing is showing up. It's not talking about anything that Paul had said. It's not talking about anything Paul had done. Paul showed up. The sons of Sceva did everything else. Paul showed up and did exactly what he was supposed to do, and he left it up to the people who heard to make a decision. So when you leave it up to the people, that's what we have to realize with God. With God, you have to present the gospel whether you think they're going to believe or you think their heart is stubborn. You have to present it because it's dependent on you to show up. Everybody say show up. Thank you all for being with me this morning. I love it. I love it. So here's what we got. We got this gift that Paul is using to glorify God that he's transformed his life because guess what? Paul was well-traveled before he was saved and after he was saved. Paul had influence before he was saved and after he was saved. Paul had a way with words before he was saved and after he was saved. Paul had favor before he was saved and after he was saved. But the difference is he made room for God to do what he did in his life to be entrusted. Now, it, the thing is, all you got to do is switch to the fact that the gift that you have is used for good. And used to glorify a great God who's greatly to be praised. But until you get to the point where you realize, first, I have a gift, and I can use it how I want, and I have the freedom to do it, but there is a different way I can use it to affect not just me, but the people around me. When you get to that point, it's something different. But here's the thing. Just like when we get on a job and God has told us to move to a different place, but we've been at this job for 20 years, just like something we religiously do, we sometimes we cling on to things that are not supposed to be had. 
Now, here's what we got. Before Paul got to this reason, they was doing incantation. It was prevalent through the land. It was their way of life. Paul showed up preaching the gospel of Christ and talked about the power that he had been invested in and that invested in him. So when he got here, he preached for three months and they turned their back on God. So he took the people two years, taught them, and now we're here where he's walking amongst the people. Now, these people have heard the word of God, and they say, how can you hear unless they send a preacher? God sent a preacher, and they did not receive with their heart. They hardened their heart, and they did what they wanted to do. But here's where they messed up. They decided to use a name that was entrusted while operating in strictly a gift that was ingrained. There was no transformation that happened. There was nothing that happened. But I need you to know that this, well, sometimes God is going to bring you conviction about what you've been doing, and it's not been wrong until you get convicted, and he's showing you a better way. When God asks you to do something, when he's convicting you or something, and he shows you a better way, for you not to take that away is disobedience. Now, here's what we have, right? So they're, they're on their job because incantation is their gift, and they use their gift to make money. So they're using this gift to make money, and while they're using this gift to make money, they get conviction about the word, and they turn their hearts away from God. And now they use the same Jesus that was presented to them in a way that they're still performing old works. They're still using incantation. But here's the thing, you have to realize that when you work for God and you're entrusted, you're collaborating with the Holy Spirit. You're not including him, he's including you. You're not including him, he's including you. So when we talk about this, is we're looking at incantation and the thing is they don't turn from their ways and they're saying, okay, that was cool. Now Paul is doing all this cool stuff, let me try it. Let me try it. But what you have to realize is incantation is the opposite of indwelling. So here's the difference. Incantation is using something. So incantation, you're having to first figure out what the lower spirit is the spirit that's in the person, then you have to find a higher spirit to try, and then you have to look in your scroll and in your book to find out which spirit it is and what spell you have to perform to make sure that this lower spirit submits to the higher spirit so this person can be free and you can get your money because it's kind of like a state inspection. No pass, no pay. If you perform something and it don't work, they're not going to pay you. They're not going to pay you. So they're, they're having the search. They're doing their research diligently, and they're doing it. But guess what? Their efficiency is lacking because it, it says, Bible scholars say that if the person who is getting the spirit out does not do the right thing, the spirit will basically laugh at them. The spirit won't submit to them. The spirit may even jump on them. So what that tells me is the efficiency of incantation is not 100%. It's so many variables. It's like a math problem, some, some, one of them big, long math problems. You try to do chemistry, but this thing ain't, ain't working right. I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to work harder. I want to work smarter. 
And if I've been presented with an opportunity to work smarter than harder and I'm still doing the right thing, then guess what? I'm going to do it. Now, here's the thing. Incantation is something that helps somebody else, but it's not helping you except for funds. The Bible says, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow to it. I don't know about you, but since the Holy Spirit filled my life, the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and added no sorrow to it. Now, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, when he came in and we made room for him, then here's what happened. He gives us an anointing to do exactly what our gift is, and we are performing that gift. We perform to the glory of God. We do that thing because he's gifted us, and we want to glorify him. But here's what we have. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit, it not only protects you, but it helps others. And it even helps them to find who can help you, even if you don't even have that gift. It's a gift that's given to you. It's the gift that keeps on giving. It's the gift that you don't have to pay for. It's the gift that all you have to do is set your will aside and let his will be done and accept him and let him be Lord of your life. And guess what? He'll feel you. Everybody say, feel me. So we have incantation versus indwelling. The indwelling will help you do more things than just spell out spirits, expel spirits. It'll, it'll help you walk. It'll help you let you know where you're supposed to go. It'll let you know how you're supposed to say. And, and the thing about the Holy Spirit, when he's in you, he comes out of you and he will refill you. It's like a cycle. You're not wasting because when you let go, he's faithful to refill. But the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and I don't know about you, but dwelling is somewhere where somebody lives, a dwelling place. It's, it's where do you dwell? It's where you live. Now, the indwelling, the, the indwelling, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. It lives inside your spirit. It uplifts your spirit. It helps you in the times where you think you're down and out and can't go no further. When you cry out, give me you, he'll refill. He'll come through and he will give you him. He will say, pour it out. Come on, I'm listening. I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you submitted this position and I'm here. I'm going to fill you up and let you keep going because I don't know about you. And when I'm thinking, I think about gas when I think about incantation versus indwelling. I'm talking about the petrol, y'all. Don't, don't, don't mean lift your leg up and let it go because your neighbor going to make a face. But listen, we're talking about the petrol. The, the incantation, you got to search for gas money. You fill in somebody else's tank. But, but indwelling is filling your tank, and then it's filling somebody else's tank, and then it, when you fill their tank, it's not hurting your tank. Because incantation, when the sons of Sceva perform their incantation, what happens is the person who they were performing on got free, but they got bound. When the Holy Spirit indwells in you, you'll be free. You'll help somebody to get free, and y'all can walk free and see who else want to be free and find somebody else who's trying to be free and help them too. But you're not lacking because you help somebody else because the Holy Spirit is indwelling in you. But here's the thing. When we look at incantation versus indwelling, there's another fact we got to look at. Incantation is some words. 
You have to say some words to perform this spell. You have to say it in the right order or it's not going to work because y'all know how magicians go. Y'all done been to a magic show. And, and, and it's nothing wrong with that. When the abracadabra, like the, like the circus and stuff, ain't nothing wrong with it. It's just fun. But guess what? When you talk about your life, because the magic shows that we may participate in is talking about objects, little bird appearing stuff, and they'll show you the trick, and they'll let you know it's just magic. But this magic right here, we're talking about like tarot cards and stuff. That's what they alone. They, they, they alone stuff that replaces Jesus. And that's what the healing comes from. Because here's the thing. I had to learn in, on this walk of life that it's not that I don't have a religion, it's that my religion supports my relationship. One of my favorite times growing one of my favorite songs growing up was Give Me That Old Time Religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. It's good enough for me. But then I realized I can't depend on religion, but I still should have some religion. Because religion is what supports your relationship. You come to church religiously because you want to support your relationship. Now, when you come to church just to show up and do it religiously and you ain't got no relationship, you need to redirect your attention to what's important. You got to build your hope on things eternal because some, here's what's going to happen. What you do religiously is not going to be able to transfer into heaven. But the relationship that you have creates a currency that is going to be recognized in heaven that's going to get you crowns. It's going to get you different things and it's going to give you different access to show that you are verified once again, not only on earth, but also in heaven. Say, I'm still verified. Listen, so we talking about incantation, which is some words, but indwelling is the word because here's the thing. The Holy Spirit only says what it's heard, and who does it listen to? It listens to God. God sent the word made flesh. And that same spirit that rose up the word made flesh also lives in us when we decide that he wants to indwelling us because we surrender our lives. But here's the thing. When we talk about the word, some words don't matter. When we talk about the word, some words don't matter. You can do all different type of spells. Somebody can do incantations. Somebody can be saying some over your life right now. But when you speak the word over your life, when you have people praying the word over your life, when you put the word in your heart and you living it out, can't no weapon form to get you prosper. It can form, but it can't prosper. Because the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, like I said, not only protects you, but it protects others as well. I can pour, I can pour my anointing, my, my prayer anointing like an intercessor out on somebody else and it could protect them even when they ain't smart enough to protect themselves. My prayer is a weapon that can be poured out on somebody else because the Holy Spirit is working all based off an anointing. But here's the thing, some words versus the word. Some words versus the word. And, and, and when we're looking at this thing, we, we can go down to, to verse, um, let's see, which verse we at? When it, we can go down to the verse, and it says, a group of Jews was traveling from town to town casting out evil spirits. And I need you to know that when you work in your gift, your gift may work. You will have success. But that success will not fulfill you. 
you have some people that work in their gifts, but the, the success that comes strictly from the gift will not fulfill you. The satisfaction of life comes from how you operate in your anointing. You can have money, but you see people with money killing themselves because they're not fulfilled. I'm not saying quit your job. I'm saying understand that don't let what makes you money get in the way of your salvation. Don't let what makes you money get in the way of your relationship with God. Because I promise you, he may not even put money in your pocket, but he can save you from some stuff. His Holy Spirit can send you to the mechanic shop three hours before your transmission would have blew. He can send you to the hospital three hours before you were supposed to die. He can send you and give you an unction that money can't buy, that, that even if you have the best doctors, they still can't suffice because the Holy Spirit and the anointing over your life covers you like nothing else can. My dad used to tell the story about Howard Hughes, I believe that was his name, built a whole city talking about some trying to cover and protect itself from sickness. Howard Hughes is dead. But there's some people who didn't get, who were sicker than Howard Hughes and are still kept to this day because of the anointing of God. But that's the difference between some words and the word. And let me say this, when you're using the word, make sure you use the word how the word intended it to go. Because if you use the word out of context, it's not gonna work it's not gonna work because you're not using it in in in, in the way he designed it to go you got to use it in the way and with the way he's shown us a convicting word can still come in love the way the word the way he showed us all right so it said it, it talks about how the seven sons of of Sceva had said I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out. I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out. The, the purpose of the church is to get to the point to where nobody has to say, I, uh, I command you in the name of Jesus, who Jalen preaches, to come out. I command you in the name of Jesus, whom... Elder Hines preaches to come out. I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Mother Tate prays to come out. I, I command you in the name of Jesus, who Big Mama prays about to come out. I command you in the name of Jesus that Chelsea preaches to come out. It, 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 the relationship that we have with Jesus cuts out the middleman. The Spirit knew that this man didn't have the power because he added one too many names. I have this saying I like to say, father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jalen. Why? Because he's my father too. He was Jacob's too, but he's my father too. And you have to be living a life to where the Holy Spirit is indwelling in your life and your religion supports your relationship with him to where somebody can be pointed to Jesus through you, but you tell them that they don't have to go through you to get to him. The Holy Spirit is poured out and it's not with a string. The Spirit gives freedom, and freedom can't come with a string. The freedom that you have when the Holy Spirit is poured out on you, you can keep them when I give them to you because you need them. 
So when we talk about this, this spirit knew. This spirit knew that this son of, these sons of Sceva were lying because they said, I command you in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches to come out. Now, now, the series is called Summer Healing, and I need you to know what we need to be healed from is that identity that we think we have outside of Christ. Because the gift that we have outside of Christ can still be used to glorify him, and our life will be made the better. How can it be made better when this situation is the best that I've ever seen? Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. So understand that God, the creator on the ends of the earth, that fainteth not, neither is weary. There's no understand, there's no searching of his understanding. So you have to understand that his ways are higher than your ways, just like his spirit is higher than any other spirit. That's where the problem was with incantation. When you're searching for other spirits, you, you're looking at this little spirit and trying to find a higher spirit. I don't have to look no higher when I go to Jesus. The Holy Spirit ain't nobody higher on heaven, in heaven, in earth, and in the spiritual realm. Ain't nobody better. Ain't nobody greater. Ain't nobody stronger. Ain't nobody mightier. Ain't nobody wiser. Ain't nobody like the Holy Spirit. So what you have to realize is when we get to this point where it says, I commend you in the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches to come out, this spirit knows that you didn't even have to say Paul's name. You didn't have to say Paul's name. You didn't have to say Paul's name. Didn't have to say it. That's how I know you don't know what you're talking about. That's what the Spirit said. The next thing the Spirit says, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but who are you? <laughs> I know Jesus. I know Paul. But who are you? That's my question today for you. This wasn't even in my notes, but who are you? Not who's your lineage. Who are you? Not who you think you are. Who are you? Who are you? Once you can answer that question, your relationship can speak. If I'm a child of the king, then I can perform what God has asked me to perform. But if I'm not, the spirit is going to ask me, who are you? Look up at you crazy. Who are you? As soon as I say my father's name, people know who you are. As soon as I say in the name of Jesus, people know who I am because, I, because they can see it on my life. They can see the anointing because the anointing comes when you talk about Jesus. He'll give you power and, and, and prevalence and, and, and favor in places where he tell you to talk about it. But who are you? You've got to figure out who are you. Because if you don't know who you are, then guess what? You're going to get lost in the sauce. You will get caught up in that money because in this, in this text right here, what's happening is money has taken the place of God. Even after conviction, money has taken the place of God. They're, they're sitting here. They've heard the word of God. Incantation was going on before Paul got there and preached, but the conviction did not hit their household because they were clinging so close to the monetary value of incantation that they couldn't let it go. So as a result, they wrote a check that they couldn't cash. I know Jesus and I know Paul, but who are The Bible says, then the man with evil spirits leaped on them, overpowered them, and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house naked and battered. 
There's some things in life where you're operating in a gift that'll get you in trouble. God gave you the gift, but if you're not operating in an anointing, you'll get in trouble. You'll get hurt. You'll be running. You'll be battered and naked, which is one of the most ashamed things you can be. You see somebody running down the street naked and battered, they in some trouble. They in some trouble. But guess what? That trouble can cause some things to come out of that. Because here's the thing, Nathan, they had efficiency with the other evil spirits. I don't know what they said before, but this time they said, I command you in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches to come out. Showing that you have no relationship. No relationship, no power. No relationship, no anointing. No relationship, no Holy Spirit. So if you don't have power, I'm going to clown you. I'm going to come like the Sandman and push you off the stage because this stage ain't destined for you. You ain't got no power. You got to get up out of here. Who are you? You ain't nobody. You ain't nobody because you ain't got no power. You come to me, step into me, and I'm in this man, and you know what? I'm going to be on you too. I'm going to be on your head. I'm going to give you a whooping. I'm going to whoop you. Come on. I got you. I'm going to whoop you. But guess what? But guess what? When we see this, here's what happens. He gets whooped because he wouldn't take what the Lord was giving him. God gave him a word, but he decided to use some words and then uh, ended up seeing that this was an indictment versus an indication. I'm about to close right here. It's an indictment versus an indication. If you know anything about the criminal justice system, an indictment shows that you have probable cause to be charged with something. Who are you? They don't know who he is because it's an indictment of his faith. The sons of Sceva were Jewish and they were of God's people, but they did not believe in God. You can be associated with something and not believe and not have the power and get indicted. You can perform in a power that doesn't have anything to do with you and you can get indicted. But guess what? The name of Jesus after Paul was an indication that Paul had a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And guess what? That relationship proved to be mighty because here's what the Bible said. The Bible said this. The Bible talks about how even Paul didn't even have to come up and preach another sermon after this. He didn't have to say a mumbling word. The work had already been done because his anointing was in the teaching. He came, he saw, and he conquered. And here's the thing. The Bible says the story of what happened spread quickly all through Ephesus to Jews and Greeks alike. A solemn fear descended on the city, and the name of the Lord was greatly honored. Then it says, many who became believers confessed their sinful practices. A number of them who had been practicing sorcery brought their incantation books and burned them at a public bonfire. The value of the books was several million dollars. So the message, of the, the message about the Lord spread quickly and had powerful effect. Everybody say power. I got to tell you something. It's something about that power. It's something about that power, that Holy Ghost power. It's something about that power that'll make you walk right, that'll make you talk right. And even before this, that power came and made them speak in tongues because that was what was needed. But that power gives power to what's needed. It don't waste no power. Holy Spirit don't waste no power, but you got to understand that here's what happened. God gave Paul power. Paul professed that God had power. The sons of Sceva played with that power. And the demons spoke to God 
spoke about God and his anointed power and the message had power. So here's the thing, something about the anointing that when the anointing comes, the people who have the anointing don't even have to speak to the anointing for them to know that the anointing has power. Why? Because everything, every spirit, every high spirit that thinks they high or low cannot supersede the Holy Spirit. Because he has the power. He had the power to raise Jesus from the dead. He has the power to live through you. He has the power to sit, fall down on this room right now and do whatever he wants to because he has the power. But you have to know something about the power. The power has to come to people who are verified. Everybody say verified. When Paul went to Ephesus, he was verified. When Paul was teaching in Ephesus, he was verified. But who was he verified? The verified verified the verifier that sent him down. The verified is God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Because when you come to be verified, there's no higher authority in the land. There's no higher authority in earth. There's no higher authority in heaven. There's no higher authority in hell. The story goes that Jesus went down to hell and preached a revival. How can you go into another man's territory? I tell you because he got power. Somebody say power. When you come through with power, whatever you're supposed to be doing is going to come through how it's supposed to come through. Because you got power, say power. I'm so glad that the Lord gave us power to do exactly what we're supposed to do. That's how people can walk in crack houses, grab somebody that's supposed to come out and walk with them because they got power. Something looks different on you because you got power. The anointing comes and you know the anointing is on you because you got power. I said you got power. I said you got power, oh power. But here's the thing, when you're talking about being verified, the power comes and when you're verified, some people don't understand you had a power until you show up. Those people in Ephesus may have never heard of Paul, but when he showed up and talked about the one that got power, and he got power, and it gave him power to sustain in the face of adversity, you got to know that the power that you have is a power like none other. Everything else has to cease, but you have to press with your power. You have to provide with the power. You have to push with the power. I'm telling you, I came to church last Sunday feeling bad, allergies all messed up, but I pressed with the power, and today I'm feeling real good. Can't you tell? Because anointing covered me from being sick unto death. But guess what? I'm here to preach his word, and I'm so glad that the power, somebody say power, is going to cover my life. Power is going to cover my kids until they're able to take them on themselves. Somebody say power. Oh, power. That power that you need is what he has for you. You got to submit to that power. Because even if you don't know the way, he'll show you the way. And how can he take you through the way? I walk through the valley of the shadow of death because I got power. I got power. When I go through places that I don't usually go, but I get favor, it's because I got power. That anointing brings power. Your lifestyle can have power, but you got to submit to the Lord and say, Lord, here I am. I know my gift may have not been used to your glory, but I'll set my gift to have the preference of whatever your will is. If you tell me to quit my job and go where I'm supposed to go, I'm going. If you tell me to walk over here, I'm going. Because the power will provide. The power will provide. How do I know? Because the power brought me here. The power kept me here. And when I was gone from here, the power still kept me. Oh, to be kept by Jesus. I don't know how you feel about the power, but I want the correct power. 
I want the power to walk right. I want the power to talk right. I want the power to insert my name and say, look, I need to give you this thing. The Holy Spirit is here and you need to get them. So what I need you to know is when you go to the grocery store and you think about that thing a little bit and the Lord tell you to do something and they tell you to come on, he tell you to share the gospel. If they tell you to give some money, if they tell you to lay down, and whatever he tells you, it don't matter how strange it is, just know he'll give you an unusual power to do some unusual things that will still lift the name of Jesus. If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto thee. Don't you want to lift them up? Don't you have the power to lift them up? I'm going to lift them up because it gave me power and I'm thankful. Somebody say, thank God for the power. I said, thank God for the power. I'm so glad I got power because that same power that resides in me can reside in you. All you got to do is make space and make room because the power is a bona fide power. That power is still verified. That power can verify you. Why don't you go in the power? Thank you for listening to our Heavenly Gospels podcast. We hope something was said for you to come back and listen again. If you would love to partner with us through giving, you can via cash app, dollar sign, Heavenly Gospel, or go to our website at hglovespeople.com and press the give tab. If no one's told you today, we love you.